Welcome back to the 3x5 Live podcast. This is Nashi. This is Daddy. And we are coming to you live. Hi. <laughs> Hello world, wake me up to another good, good morning time to go. Oh, we are all Thank you for the intro, Nash James. That's a little future podcaster we got right there. there. In the makings. In the makings. So on this podcast, one topic we try to hit on is mindset. And I would say that today's podcast is tied to mindset. I agree with you 100%. And this is a topic that's actually come up when we talked about the universe a few weeks ago. This has come up for me in conversations with some of my grad students. This has come up in just like, I think we actually said this terminology in that universe podcast. Um, but we wanted to talk about the topic of everything is figure outable. And hold on. I must say, you live this. I you do. I do. You really, you heard Marie's, right? Marie? Yeah, Marie Forleo. Yeah. yeah uh, mentioned this or you read the book i'm sorry and like you repeat this probably every other week i would say yeah because i know? truly believe that everything is figure outable i did not coin that term marie forleo who wrote that book did um but i think that especially now in our age of information like there's so much information available mm -hmm. to us that anytime i find myself stuck or like scratching my head with a problem or something that's going on in my world i will use the internet or i will figure it out like over COVID, I became, you know, the hairdresser to my family. Yes. Never before in my life had I cut hair, but now I am. Seriously, 45 bucks a cut. See this? I yeah. cut everybody's hair in my household. Like it. And I figured that was figure outable, right? Or with our renos that we've done, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there are a lot of times where something, you know, happens and, and. Well, you still haven't figured out plumbing. No, I don't want to figure out. Plumbing. <laughs> I'm just throwing it but out everything there. is figure outable. So if I really wanted to. You forced I me I to figure out the plumbing. Yes. But, I don't appreciate that. But in other things, I have, I definitely tried right. to keep well, that mindset. Well, let's dive into So let's this. talk about this. We thought that it was a subject that might be helpful to you. Um, obviously, this idea ties along with like growth mindset and grit and failure and just, you know, if we can approach anything that happens, it comes to fruition for us with that everything is figure outable mantra, it makes it seem a little bit less like heavy and so I wanted to read for you for you an excerpt directly from the book. Um, this is Marie's words, not mine. But this is kind of her synopsis of what the book is about. It says, everything is figure outable will change your life. You can use it to solve mundane problems like a busted washing machine or a flat tire. Mm -hmm. You can use it to build a company, reshape your health or create financial freedom. You can use it to save or end a relationship or create the, mag the most magnificent, passionate love story of your dreams. You can use it to find your way out of chronic stress, grief, anger, depression, addiction, anxiety, hopelessness, and debt. You can use it to invent a breakthrough technology, learn a new language, become a better parent or a stronger leader. But most important, you can use this idea with others in your family, organization, team, industry, community, or the world to create a positive and significant change. I suggest that. reading the book for sure, but we're going to do our best to just kind of unpack some main topics and themes. Um, the very first start of her story actually starts with her witnessing her parents and her mom specifically. She said to her mom at a very young age, as she was like, I forget what she was doing, like cleaning. Oh, she was fixing the washing machine. And she said mm -hmm. to her, mom, how do you know how to do all of this stuff as if it was like magical? And her mom said, Marie, everything is figure outable if you just roll up your sleeves and, and look for the solution. And so from a very young age, she kind of 
developed that mindset, which I think is so important for our kids. I try to say it to Hadley and Nash all the time. When they come up to a problem, I use her terminology and say, everything is figure outable. And we roll up our sleeves and we try to figure it out. So I just loved that story so much. And it's also a great reminder for us that our kids are always watching and listening. (laughs) And so being very careful with the words we use when we are faced with with problems or things that are just kind of, like I said, having us scratch our heads. Right. Yep. And, and another, after she tells this story, she dives right into the important topic of beliefs mm-hmm. and the power of beliefs. And, you know, she basically says, want to change everything in your life, change your beliefs. Um, if you have the belief that everything is figure outable, really, what could you achieve? Like what, like you would be unstoppable if you truly embraced that mindset of having a figure outable belief system. And even an exercise that she like mentions in the book is to like literally write down, and we've talked about so much the power of writing stuff down, but write down what is your number one biggest challenge that you're facing right now. And then right underneath of it, right, everything is figure outable. And just that challenge right there, it starts to like dissipate, right? Like it starts to break down into its fundamental pieces so that you can tackle it one step at a time. It doesn't seem as heavy or big when you have that that mentality. Yeah. And so we say this and it sounds great and philosophical and esoteric. Um, but think about beliefs. The two, two quick stories here. I'll tell one. Jesse will tell one. Um, there's this famous study where uh, there's a group, I think, of like 20 patients um, that all needed knee surgery. 10 of them actually got knee surgery. The other 10 got basically fake knee surgeries where they made the incision. So there was like a cut there, but they didn't get knee surgery. And the afterwards, the people that didn't get the knee surgery were showing the same recovery as the people that did get knee surgery because their belief system was so strong that they got knee surgery and they were on a healing path. So that just should like ingrain the power and the significance and the importance of having this strong belief system. She also mentions a story actually in the book where they did a study with children um, and kids who were very allergic to poison ivy and they would blindfold the children and they would touch them with what the children thought was poison ivy. And even though it wasn't poison ivy, the kids would develop the same rash response that you would get if it was truly poison ivy. So when we talk about mind and the brain, and I know, like Bryce said, this seems very like not woo woo, but there is a there's research that supports the idea that if you believe that you can figure something out, if you tackle that that problem or whatever it is that you're dealing with with that belief system, then crazy things can happen. There's even a quote um, in the book where she talks about she was quoting a motivational speaker. His name's Michael Altshuler, and he says, "The bad news is time flies. The good news is you are the pilot. There is no time fairy that's going to sweep down and magically cl- clear your calendar." Embrace the fact that if you were powerful enough to create an overcommitted and overstretched life, you're powerful enough to uncreate it. So I liked that thought underneath the belief system, too, because it takes what we look at as I don't have time to like unpack this. or I don't have time to figure out this problem or Mm -hmm. this issue. And that belief system of like that you can create that time because you also created the calendar that was overscheduled. So you also have the power to uncommit to some of those things. And it takes away our excuses and that's the next point I was going to kind of segue into um, with Bry, the, the idea of can't yeah. versus won't, because that example right there is I don't have time or I can't find the time mm-hmm. really should be stated as I won't find the time. Yeah. And, and, like, and that just shows like our potential 
like is unknowable and infinite. So when you, you just have to recognize that won't is the real word and not can't like you're just saying. So that was something, you know, she hit on and um, we thought was important to bring up. And there's this exercise that you can do. And this is something we're going to put in the show notes because we'd love for you guys to try it this week. But literally, if you think about how often we say a version of like something of the following, like I can't get up and work out every day or I can't find the time to get writing done or I can't forgive her for what she's done or I can't take that job. It's across the country. And you literally take all of those I can'ts and you rewrite the statement with won't. And it changes the meaning because it then gives you the power to create and shift change to that statement, right? So it's that idea of like, it says 99% of the time when we say we can't do something, it's the euphemism for won't, but it means won't means we are not willing. So you don't really want to do it is what you should be saying. Yes, exactly. All right. Uh, Next point is, so she's has a strong ornament argument um, not an ornament, an okay. argument, um, <laughs> that your success is increased 42% if you write down your goals, write down what you, what you want to accomplish, um, your success rate goes up 42%. So that's really where the power, in my opinion, very biased opinion, of having something like the 3 by 5 life system in your arsenal, where you're writing down the night before, you're game planning the next day of what you want to accomplish the next day, um, what your goals are for the next day, or you know the, the habit tracker card, you're, you're writing down the habits, the things you're trying to commit to on a weekly, daily basis. And she has a strong argument that if you just do that small act, you're 42% more likely to achieve that thing. And this was based on a study, um, Dr. Gail Matthews, who was a psychology professor at Dominican University in California. She did a study. It was like a sample group of of men and women ages uh, 23 to 72 from around the world. And it was like all different. Like they were entrepreneurs, educators, healthcare professionals. And so this is also backed by data and research. And that number 42 percent, I really feel like it can't be ignored. And she argues in her um, her book and her kind of retelling of this that you don't just want to write your your goal one time, like in a journal and call it a day. And so like Brian said, obviously we use the cards and that practice. And Brian has a very serious practice of rewriting his goals consistently Mm -hmm. all the time because that makes it more achievable. And so that whole idea of connecting, you know, the belief system with the practice is really, and, and that's like, you know, one thing that she mentioned and I thought was really, really cool is like, yes, you can have a very strong belief system, but where these two tie together is you also need to have consistent action, creativity, and commitment. Yeah. And those three things, I'll say that again, consistent action, creativity, and commitment paired with your belief system and your mindset. That is truly the equation for that success that we're talking about. Yes, exactly. Um, and then she she bookends it with the, I mean, this what made me a believer, <laughs> is growth is right outside your comfort zone and your infinite potential exists on the other side of your comfort zone. I mean, I preach this all the time. I mean, that's why I'm a, a big believer in doing hard things, challenging yourself. Um, and there's something I heard a while ago. Uh, I don't even think I said it to you, Jesse, is your comfort zone is where dreams go to die. And like, think about that. Your comfort zone is where your dreams go to die. And I think that's so powerful. And it was so powerful when I heard that Mm -hmm. because you got to push that edge. You got to push 
the the fear when you when you're bouncing up against fear you got to keep pushing because that's where your goal achievement happens if you if you feel fear and then you just bounce back to your comfort zone then that dream is going to die and being aware and cognizant of that she even calls it in the book your like to call your growth zone your discomfort zone right and they say like if you are in that discomfort zone it's guaranteed that you're going to feel vulnerable you're going to feel insecure but in order to to grow you have to at least temporarily let go of that comfort that you're used yeah. to feeling and so that's exactly what Bryce said I actually really like that quote that you said thanks <laughs> yeah just like a final little thing that I really really love there was a whole chapter and this ties directly to this comfort zone and this growth zone that was called start before you are ready yes and i I feel like that is something that we (laughs) try to do and sometimes do too much where if we are stuck in the like overthinking zone we don't like that zone and so we are actually more prone to go the opposite way into action than to like to like kind of like push it to the side so that idea of start before you're ready you're never going to be ready we have this idea that like you know before you leave your career you have to get 17 other degrees or you have to take courses Mm -hmm. or you're not qualified or you know the idea of jumping before you're ready and then everything is figure outable and figure it out as you go it can be a really fun journey and empowering because then you're learning knowledge that directly impacts exactly where you're trying to move so just thought i'd throw that in there Yeah, I know we went a little over this this time, but if you wanted to read the book, I suggest reading the book. She's also done a ton of podcast episodes, so you could even type in Marie Forleo, Everything is Figure Outable, and just kind of get the gist of her conversation. Yep. But it's a, um, a mantra that we try to live by, and um, it's been a fun little journey. <laughs> it has been. So next time you're bumping up against a challenging situation, just use that use that as a mantra. You know, everything is figure outable. Jesse does it all the time. Sometimes it annoys me because I'm like, complaining. I'm like, just let me complain for a second. (laughs) I'm like, listen, we got this. We got it. (laughs) All right, guys, until next week, we hope you enjoyed. Be well. Be well. See ya.